You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my favorite thing. I wait for it every time. I actually, I think it's so bad, it's bad. You think it's so bad, it's good? Yeah, I do. I think it's so bad, it's good. Okay. Silence. We love the Loch Ness video. For people that only listen to the show, you're missing out. And I'm being serious. Like, the video is very funny. Mike Brown makes an appearance in it. It's very funny. They use the pictures of us, though, from, like, last Thanksgiving. About, about like, yeah. About last, the Thanksgiving, last Thanksgiving National, National Harbor. Harbor shoot. Yeah. And, like... I've got short hair, and I would say that my breasts are about a C cup in that picture. <laughs> and Ken's been playing tennis every day. Like we both like are yeah. more slim now. Like we need better. Definitely. We need new pictures and I that. wear glasses in that great. picture too. Yeah. yeah. Like you look like That's you work it. at Inatech, and I and I look yeah. like I should be a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. Not great. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. In, uh, Santa. <laughs> Tom Lakowski, right? Yeah. Or, in a tech, or what would we call it? No, Hematech. Hematech, Hematech, correct. All right. That's where I Uh, work. Santa, Santa, what do you got for us today in college football? Uh, We're going to go back to the well on uh, an under on a team that's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, The three that we've done so far uh, make it easy for people because it's whatever. you got to click on this segment to listen to it anyway. Florida over, Oregon State under, which I really like, and then Tennessee under, but with a disclaimer that I'd really, really like nine and a half and we're like close in a couple places to getting it. And the way college football win totals work, NFL, like the alt win totals are available everywhere. Like you can, if you want to buy or sell a win or a win and a half or two wins and get a number that you like at a price that you like, there are a lot of places that will accommodate that action already. And they've been open for months. Like those, all of those markets, those like derivatives basically are open. College football, it's really, really, really tough to find alt win total markets. Uh, and that's sad. Uh, I wish that was not the case because I, I, whatever, this is just my opinion. I think there's a massive difference in what a half win is worth to certain teams at certain numbers based on, uh, they only play a 12 game schedule. Some games are almost essentially auto wins and auto losses. You may only have certain teams where there are six games that will, that actually need to be played to know who the winner and loser is. And the idea that you get like a half win for 50 cents in one of those situations or something, uh, or onto a whole number where then a full win more than that is required to beat you. We'll talk about one coming up right now um, is uh, just really, really valuable, like more valuable than how it would be priced probably if it was open. So maybe we'll get those eventually, but until then you kind of got to wait and just like hope the, hope the book cooperates any book and we'll give you the number that you want. So Tennessee was like, Nine's a bet, but like, man, under nine and a half sounds awesome. Uh, we have another one of those situations, so not a bet that I've made yet, because this one I actually think we'll get the half win. Maybe we won't, but I, I am more confident that we'll get it in this case. Uh, and the bet is Florida State's under, which is nine and a half right now. Uh, doing a lot of Florida 
Florida over, Florida State under. Um, down down south, Tennessee. So uh, Florida State's nine and a half, juiced way over in most places. Uh, minus 140, minus 150. And usually when you start to get to that number, sometimes you'll get books that'll pivot and deal you a 10 juiced way under, um, which would be, if it was, if Florida State was juiced 10 under, uh, it would be my favorite win total bet of the year. And it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the season, like up until the start of the season. Like it's just the idea that 11 and one is required to beat me in that situation uh, is like, can't even, I don't even know, don't even know how I would react. Like I, I hope it happens and it's pretty close to happening. Um, and I bet nine and a half plus anyway on the under. Uh, why? Okay. Uh, Florida State falls into a pretty classic situation that we talked about with Oregon State yesterday. And I know you're thinking like, wow, like Oregon State, Tennessee, Florida State, like how could these teams have something in common? Like Oregon State's in the Pac-12. They don't recruit very well. Uh, Tennessee's an SEC school. Um, Florida State's like in the ACC, totally different set of rivals, recruit out of different regions. Um, all three teams do have something in common, uh, which is that they're all lined like in the market, like they have to win 10, 11 games in order for you to win your bet on the over and anything else is a win on the under. So they share that. They also share something, which is that they all had much, 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 much better than expected seasons last year. So Oregon State won nine regular season games. We bet they're over. It was much lower. Um, Florida State was supposed to be like bowl eligible when total was like six and a half or seven last year. The close was kind of technically six and a half on average. They won nine games. And I'm sure you heard a lot about it because it's all anyone can talk about right now is how they won nine games last year. Their quarterback is back. They went to the transfer portal from portal for more help. They have a lot of players back from last year's team. And Florida State is a program that people expect to be really, 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 really good. Except there's like kind of a problem with that, which is that for about 25 years, uh, with a rare two-year exception, they haven't been this good. And I think everyone kind of just expects at some point, and this has been true for decades, that Florida State will return to when Bobby Bowden was the head coach and they had that insane streak of it was like 28 straight seasons. They won like nine or more games or 10 or more games. They went to like obviously like a ton of really, really meaningful bowl games, national championships. So I think everyone just expects like, well, that's the baseline and everyone's chasing that as opposed to, well, college football was kind of way different then and he was like a unique legendary coach and maybe it is not possible to regain that baseline and instead a new baseline should be set that is still good, but is not that. So like Jimbo Fisher followed Bobby Bowden and I, I put this, I wrote about this on my Substack today and like put this in context, like if this number goes to 10, which is really close, Jimbo Fisher, who like, again, won a national championship, like <laughs> Imbo Fisher, as Nick writes in the chat, um, like was wildly successful at Florida State, ended up getting him $900 million from Texas A&M. He only won more than 10 games twice in eight years. And that's when Florida State was awesome again. Like I just, again, unrealistic expectations based on a one year way outperforming of, of the market number. So they were expected to win six and a half. They won nine. Now, all of a sudden, because everyone's back, the hype train is just absolutely rolling and unrealistic expectations are being set. Like if Florida State goes nine and three this year, especially against their schedule, that's like a really good season. Like, again, it's the same with all these other teams under we're talking about. Like if they win whatever the win total is minus a half, like they go under, but it's good. Like that's a real in the in the history of the program, like Florida State has won nine games twice in the last six years that they played a full season. Like that's nine. Like nine's good. Nine's good for them. Now the fans won't say that. The fans won a national championship, but like this is really unrealistic and 10 is insane. To beat you, they have to make the playoff. Something like that. Just really, really unrealistic. Okay, well, why is the number what it is? Well, it's their projection of their rating against a schedule 
And some of the teams on their schedule were down last year and they played them again. Like Florida, for example, the team we've already talked about. They beat Miami. They beat, what, Oklahoma last year. Both those teams were not nearly as good as they were. Uh, they, I mean, the LSU game to start the year was completely absurd and ridiculous, obviously. And those teams play again. So just like, just I think another classic case of what we've been doing on the show. Play teams back toward the middle. And I don't think Florida State is an Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia this is the bar that has to be set for them. There are very few teams where I feel like that's the right bar, like a 10, 10 and a half win total. I don't think Florida State's that. I don't think they're ever going to be that again, probably, unless it's something really, really unique happens that, you know, happened once upon a time 40 years ago. So that playing teams back toward the middle that probably should be closer to the middle. And then how is this team typically rated in the win total market? I mean, with the exception of the Jimbo Fisher national championship run and the year after where they made the playoff and lost to Oregon, uh, this is really high for a Florida State win total. We're back to kind of those days. This team doesn't recruit as well as those teams recruited. I don't think this team is rated as well as those teams were rated. I mean, this is measurable, and yet they're being expected to win just as many games. So uh, this is pretty easy for me. It's uh, waiting to play a very large bet on an under on a hype team for this year. And there are a few, and we're probably, if you're thinking of some, we're going to play under on the rest of them probably too. It's just what number can we get? And I do think there is a big difference. I like under nine and a half at plus. I think that is a good bet. I think that bet will win more than half the time. And the price that you're getting is you don't even have to win half the time for it to be good. 10 is like really, really good. Just thinking about the record that is required to beat you and how much I would pay for that half win, uh, needing the team to go 11 and one for you to lose um, with this team, with this last 10 to 15 years of history. It's just, as the way I frame all of them, it is not that I think it can't happen. I think some of these bets will probably lose because just the law of averages. Uh, I think it is much more likely the team goes under a number like that than they go over, despite returning starters and returning quarterback and hype and all that stuff. So uh, under on Florida State. And if you want to try to wait for 10 like me, great. If you want to bet under nine and a half, because who wants to pay that much attention to everything every day? Great. Um, don't get mad at me either way. I'll be on both probably. Um, but I do think 10 is just going to be a really, really good number here. Just hearing the way that you talked about that under, and obviously I know you're waiting for a potential better number, waiting for it to go to 10. It sounds like you like it, like maybe just as much as the Oregon State one, which you said was your favorite. Like, are they are they in the same? Like, if it goes to 10, does this then become like equal with Oregon State as like your favorite? I'm, I'm just basing yeah. this based on the way you talked about it. Well, I think I, I said it earlier in the answer. If it goes to 10, it's like, it'll be my favorite bet of the season. And I won't know. I won't even need to know what the other markets were to say that. Like, it's just, it's, and it's, and that doesn't mean it can't lose too, by the way. Like Florida State's got a lot of really good players. They got a quarterback back in Jordan Travis. It's really, really good. They have talent. The transfer portal additions are really good. And the offensive line, just like, what is, what is likely? What is probable? These things do not correlate to like 11 and one. They just don't. They correlate to like, Maybe some 10 and two, but probably a lot of nine and three. Again, like just like we did with the two teams yesterday with Tennessee and with Oregon State. It is, I, and I, I use this word intentionally because I actually kind of feel like that. It's like insulting to have a special season and then be like, oh yeah, just like do it again. No problem. Like that's the, that's now the average. Like, do you know what it takes for those teams to have those? They don't have them very often. And there's a reason for that. First of all, a lot of luck is required when you don't when you don't recruit like Georgia or Ohio State or Alabama. Like you need to win one score games and you need to avoid really significant. You need all of these things to come together. You need the teams you're playing to be bad sometimes, like what happened with Florida State last year and a lot of the teams on their schedule. You need all of these things to coincide. And they won nine last year when all of that happened. And now it's like, uh, yeah, just do it again, but do better. No big, no big deal. And like minus on them to do better. I mean, you can throw the schedule around all you want on these teams. Like, I just, 
this is this is the kind of stuff that I just really like betting into, uh, and I feel like historically has been really valuable. At BetMGM, the over is minus one forty-five. Over nine and a half, minus one forty-five. So we're yeah. probably pretty close to. Hit They're a, a popular title pick. I mean, they're a popular playoff pick. They're a popular title pick. And, like, it makes sense. Like, if you were to sell a team, you would pick a team that was really good last year, that has a lot coming back, that's, like, a historically good program. So I understand that. It's just, like, this doesn't match what they are or what they're supposed to be. It really isn't. And last year was awesome, and they have to be even better. It's just an, un an unrealistic market. And on the third day of Lochmas, Santa Locky gave to us under on the Florida State Seminoles.